Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is one of your hosts, Deadeye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet, starting with you, Jigsaw Jody. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good deal, and uh, we're going around the table to the next one in line. What's going on, Maniac Mike? Oh, nothing much. Glad to uh, be here and uh, celebrating Jody's birthday podcast, so I want to wish him a very big happy birthday, and uh, from talking to him, he's had a great week, and I'm glad to hear that. Absolutely. And another person that has joined is Magnificent Motley. I'm happy to be back. It's been a few weeks. I'm just happy to be here, and once again, happy to... Enjoy Jody's birthday with him. I like so. your hat. Thank That's you. That's actually pretty cool. It's Have you ever heard of this? It's movies is what my hat is saying. Nobody can see this, but it's actually a brand. It's very nice. They have like sweatshirts and you know, all they say is movies on them. Cool. No, I'm, I've never heard of the brand, but yeah. I, I like it. I'm <laughs> down with the idea. Simple. Elegant. I like it. Yeah. What's going on? It's better than just normal New York Yankees crap. Gosh, Couldn't man. find my hat. Not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Couldn't find so, it. Okay. That's because Steve snuck into your house and hit Probably. it. Probably. We need to check his Mountain Dew to find out what's in it. Uh, he needs to be a Mets fan instead. Leave my Mountain Dew alone. Mets. Not yours, his. Oh, okay, yeah, check his. Yeah, yes. I'm, I, I know what's in yours. They, uh... <laughs> what? Hey, it's past 1 o'clock, all right? It's, I can do that. All right. Well, I'm glad to know I need to get something, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get that, that non-alcoholic brew for you. There and, you go. And, a, and a nice uh, glass of blackberry wine for me. So uh, we're, we'll be ready to go. There you mm-hmm. go. Sounds Steady good. Steady Steve is here and reporting for duty, sir. Yeah, and it's uh, Dead Eye Dave here uh, doing well. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, it's Jody's uh, very only slightly belated birthday uh, podcast. Uh, he had a birthday this week, and plenty of people came out to, to give him his happy birthday, and we, we all appreciate that, and I'm sure Jody does too. And um, I'll let him introduce the topic here in a little bit, but before we do that, Jigsaw Jody, what have you been watching? I have been watching on HBO. I watched the whole series called We Are Who We Are by Luca Guadagnino. And it was absolutely phenomenal. It's about American teenagers on an army base in Italy and the different things that they go through. Um, being children of military people and having to act a certain way. And, you know, gender identity, sexual identity. Um seeing their older friends get shipped off to war and how they handle it. Just lots of different things like that. It's a really, really good show. So I highly recommend it. Yeah, I need to check that one out. And I watched a double feature yesterday of After and After We Collided. And those are balls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They don't look good. (laughs) No. 
and there are three more in theory coming. So, and I, if my friend wants to watch them, I'll watch them with him. The, these were his requests yesterday. Um, he's taking a girl to a dance, so he wanted to. These are her favorite movies, so he wanted to watch them. So we put them on, and we had a fun time laughing at them. Um, I watched the Broken Hearts Gallery. Uh, that's pretty much a basic standard rom-com movie with uh, the Dacre Montgomery from Stranger Things. Um, if you like that kind of movie, you'll like that one. If you don't like those kind of movies, you won't like that one. So <laughs> pretty, it's pretty pretty standard. Uh, I watched The Smiley Face Killers, which I was actually really excited to watch, but it was a pretty huge disappointment. Oh, uh, I've been seeing like Facebook ads and Twitter ads from like Bloody Disgusting, like... Uh, giving your first look at Crispin Glover as a deformed serial killer and smiley face killers. That was really oversold. He He's not in the movie that much. It was one of those kind of situations mm. where they overhyped something, but it was fine. Uh, surprise of the Year, a movie called Spontaneous, which looks like a Disney Channel movie from the poster, but it is anything but. It's about two teenagers that fall in love amidst a, well, kind of a pandemic... Um, of people spontaneously exploding for no reason. Oh, cool! Just in the in the middle of class or in the restaurant or while they're driving. Um, so it was very interesting and very topical for the time. It was really really good. So I recommend that. It's called Spontaneous. Uh, I went to the theater a couple times this week for very very mentally attended movies. Uh, the first was Let Him Go with Kevin Costner. Turn him loose. Wait, that's turn him loose, isn't it? Oh yes, my fault. Turn him loose with 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 uh, Richard Grieco and Tara Reid. And yeah, they, <laughs> that was actually pretty intense for a for a Kevin Costner movie. Um, I want to see it. It looks it looks yeah, good. it's really good. Yeah, it was, I I saw that one in the theater myself. It was a really good film, and, and you know, despite the fact that I can't remember its name. And then I watched The Lurker with Scout Taylor Compton, who is now 31, playing a high schooler still. And she's looking rough, like Sherry Moon Zombie. Like she's been hitting the drugs and alcohol for a decade since Rob Zombie's Halloween in 2007. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was trash. I would not recommend that to anyone. And then the last thing I watched was, oh, besides Die Hard in the theater. Got to see Die Hard for the first time on the big screen. It's a Christmas movie. Yes. No. And then... Ah. <laughs> oh, I thought we had tricked him. No. And yeah, then, uh, I forgot that that's not a Christmas film. What about Gremlins? I'm seeing Gremlins, Gremlins in the theater is. tonight. I think Gremlins is... It, it's more... Di- I would argue it's more so than, than even Die Hard, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Gremlins is a Christmas film. If you don't... Have you seen Gremlins? Yeah. How can you, can you argue that that's more of a less of a Christmas movie than Die Hard? I'm not saying it's less. Okay, I thought you said huh uh because I was about to say no, I like Die Hard. But I also, I would, I would also wouldn't say Die Hard's less. Die Hard is centered around Christmas. I mean, I think Gremlins is more centered around Christmas. Like it's actually a co- plot. Sorry, we're not gonna argue. We're not gonna do this again. <laughs> and then the last thing I watched was a movie called Save Yourselves. It's about two millennials who want to unplug from their smartphones and technology, and then they go stay at a remote cabin in the woods. And they pick the week to do that is when there is an alien invasion going on, and they have no idea. So that was actually pretty funny and good. <laughs> I recommend that. It's called Save Yourselves. That's bad timing there. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for me. 
Cool. All right. Um, I've watched a few films. It's been a little while since I've been on. Um, so, trying to figure out where I left off. Uh, first, uh, me and the missus rewatched the uh, 2018 Halloween. Um, that movie's just great. It, it's a good time. It was a, a very welcome entry to the franchise. Um, it kind of brought Halloween back to the forefront where it deserves. And it's great. Uh, still an 8 out of 10 film for me. Um, next, I watched 1985's Ridley Scott's Legend. Um, it had been... I was probably 10 the last time I watched this all the way through. I had seen bits and pieces on TV or here and there over the years. Um, and I, I don't... Me and a buddy was talking about this at work. About... Uh, uh, Tim Curry's performance in this and I was like you know what I, I really want to watch Legend again so I turned it on and in this film yes it's overly dramatic um, but it's acted very well it's scenery and sets are some of the best that came out of the mid 80's um, and it nails the fantasy vibe and atmosphere very well um and I know this film has its detractors, and I understand it won't be for everybody. But this film is great. Uh, I, I don't know eight. of any negative reception to this one. There's a lot of people that don't like the melodrama in it, like how overly dramatic mm. some of the acting performances are. But this feels like a fantasy set Shakespearean play. Is is is? I'm positive that's what they were going for. It, it reminds me a lot of Troll Two in that way. Huh? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I'm sorry. That's uh, wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure that that comparison has never been made before, and I'm sure it'll never be made again. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to take your thunder, but I will say that both of them are tens, just on the complete opposite way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But uh, big fan, big fan of Legend. Yeah, Legend is great. Um, it, it it is a Shakespearean fantasy, like swords and sorcery film, because uh, the way they talk, the way they act, it feels like a stage play. But then you put it in the backdrop of this just fantastical fantasy setting, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, and, and Tim Curry as Darkness is amazing. Um, the the makeup is spot on, and, and his look is truly iconic. Uh, from the the giant horns to the red skin, um, it is a great film. Um, I, I give this a nine out of ten. Um, it is definitely worth a watch. It is one of the best fantasy movies to come out of the eighties, and this film more than any other film needs some type of like professional studio uh, upgrade. They, they need to go through this movie. They need to uh, really restore this film because to my knowledge, I looked for a 4K. There's not one out. Um, a lot of the DVDs suck. Mine does. It's a VHS rip. I have a Blu-ray that looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I've heard that the Blu-ray is a is an upscaled DVD, uh, but this needs a, a, a professional restoration. 
uh, almost more than any other film that I've seen here lately. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. Too. Yes, yeah, it and, does. And, and, uh, and the sound editing mm-hmm. and different things, especially when like uh, Curry is talking, the, that echo vibe thing they've yep. got going on to give him a, a broader. I don't know what they do, but it, it, every time he's on the screen, I think it's a scene stealer. Yeah, he um, he has a way due to how they mix the voice and then just hit the, the look of him. He has a way of just filling a room as soon as he walks in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he really does steal the scene. Um, but yeah, it's great movie. And um, so 9 out of 10, that, that one's a must-see. Um, I rewatched VFW. Um, and this movie, the siege narrative is still great. And, uh, th- this one's a must see as well, especially for like the throwback, uh, action exploitation films. Uh, this movie's great. I have yet to see that one. I hear a lot about it. I, uh, I, I don't, don't know I if can. you'll like it. Uh, no, there's no nudity in it that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of violence. It's very gory. Yeah. It, very it's, graphic. It's very graphic and, and gory. Okay. Um, you should watch it. I, I really don't. I don't, I don't know if you'll like it or not, to be totally honest. It's hard telling with you. It just depends on the mood. Yeah. Uh, but I would I would recommend checking it out. Yep. A uh, bunch of old geezers in a VFW bar have to defend themselves. Showing a bunch themselves. of scumbags. What time it is? Oh, yeah. I'm in. They, have, of, they have to defend bo- themselves. showing the millennials up, are it's, they? It's Assault on yep. Precinct 13 with a bunch of old people in a, in a VFW bar. I got I to gotta find that. So it's good. Yeah. It's really good. So, um, definitely worth a watch. I give that movie an 8 out of 10. Uh I rewatched the original Deadpool that was on TV, and um, there was nothing else to watch, and I was kind of bored and doing other stuff. Um, so I watched Deadpool. It's a funny movie. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a welcome change to the kind of the the uh, the comic book movie genre. Uh, it's an eight out of ten film. And then the next movie, I watched 2020's Anything for Jackson. And um, I had to watch that. Yes, you do. Uh, and I've talked to Jody. He's going to watch it as well. This movie quickly vaulted to near the top of the charts for my horror list of the year. Yeah. Um, and I had seen some advertisements on it because I have Shudder on Facebook. And I'd seen them advertising a little bit. And it looked like a run-of-the-mill exorcism movie. Or like that kind of possession exorcism movie. Um, but then I read a review on it on Letterboxd, and I think it was Horror Muse. If I'm getting that name wrong, I apologize. Um, but he posted a little bit more detail on the story. Nothing spoilery, but just a little bit more detail of the plot. And this movie, yes, it is an exorcism kind of possession film, but it really takes that idea and spins it and uh, does something pretty different with it. And it's kind of a... It's almost a one-setting film. It, it's most of this film takes place within one house. Um, and I love those types of movies. Yes, a lot of those movies end up being pretty good. Uh, you know, his house came out here recently mm-hmm. that was kind of like that. Um, there are moments of shocking gore and violence uh, that really comes out of nowhere. Um, I will say they employ a contortionist for this film that sometimes if like if you're kind of just absorbed in the story 
that thing will come out and it will scare the bejesus I out of you. I hope it's Twisty Troy. Uh, that dude's been in a lot of stuff recently. He was a crooked man. That dude's awesome. And he's a cool um, guy, too. It actually doesn't say on Letterboxd. Um, but this movie is amazing. Uh, it's got a good soundtrack, too. And it's a... You want to talk about two ends of the spectrum. The soundtrack is two ends of the spectrum. You'll have death metal, but then you'll have like 40s or 50s oldies. And it really works. I, I can't speak enough good things about this film. Uh, it really needs to be seen. Um, it's just those moments of, of shocking violence and uh, of and gore that come out of nowhere are amazing. Yeah, uh, no one much. of them involves a wood chipper. One of them involves, or it's, I think it might actually be a snowblower. One of them involves a, uh, a, a police officer. Um, and it's it's really good. Um, so I, I give anything for Jackson a 9 out of 10. Um, and it's very, very close. It, like, if I watched it again, it could very well be a 10. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things. It is on my list. I had, like, six or seven movies I'm going to watch yeah. uh, here soon. And it, it's mostly to wrap up my year-end lists and Oscar contention stuff, and I ended up getting to some other ones first, but I will be watching it for yep. sure. It's really good. And then I rewatched uh, 1987's The Lost Boys. We'll get into that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, been forever since I'd watched that one all the way through. Was there some excellent sex solo action? <laughs> yeah, that, that scene always brings a smile to my face. It is very much a product of its time hmm. that feels timeless. That's great. Like you can pinpoint the exact time that this movie was made, and it still works and holds up and feels still so good today. Yeah, it's favorite. Um, it's a great film. Uh, spoilers: I give it a nine out of ten. Um, but we'll get into that movie. And then um, this movie wasn't listed, but I, I watched it, and it kind of fits in with kind of that coming of age best friend slash brothers. Th- I finally caught up with uh, 1976, directed by Don Cascarell. I caught up with Kenny and Company. Um, and this movie is really good. Where did you find it? Uh, there is a free version on YouTube ah. uh, that is pretty good quality. Um, and so I sat down and I watched this, I think, last Sunday. And this might be one of the most accurate representations of like those early teen years ever put on film. You know, from from riding their weird contraption down the hill to finding some playboys to, um, you know, dealing with the neighborhood bully, um, it felt genuine. Very, it had a lot of heart and soul to it, and the child acting is is great uh, for what they needed those kids to do. They nailed it, and I'm sure they just told them, go be kids because that's what it felt like. It felt like those kids were being kids. Um, just cinematography in the film was, yeah. was quite good, too. Yes. That's what took me by surprise as much as anything else. And the soundtrack is, and the score in it is, it's, it fits the movie very well. It's kind of low-key, kind of has a, just a, a, a very relaxing vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I love this film. Uh, this is a 9 out of 10 movie. And uh, I say this is a must-see film, especially for people who like coming-of-age films and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Th- this movie has it all. Uh, and it's a very safe film. There's, yes, there's a Playboy in it, you know, and and I don't remember if you can see any nudity like on the the Playboy itself. I think you actually can see uh, some boobs, but 
with how that's done, that scene. I mean, it's in a kid's movie anyway. To be fair, you're an adult probably watching this, most likely. If I would imagine, yeah, so I, I could see some a lot of these coming of age. This. Yeah, I mean, a lot of coming of age movies to me are usually designed for adults looking back on their kid years. Some of them are safer yeah. for kids than not, but I don't see a whole lot of people watching Lean on Me as a young kid or. Or really even, like, I mean, I guess Stranger Things might be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those movies, again, are, are so like reflection of our youth and kind of like going through that again. I guess I was weird doing, whenever I was little then. Because I, I, when I was a kid, uh, I wasn't interested in coming-of-age movies. he's the way maybe the one that's out of the... No, I, no I actually agree with David here. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no, that, I didn't really watch coming-of-age films when I was a child or a teenager. I mean, I mean I did when I got maybe more of a teenager, 16, 17, but even then right. it's more of now when I whenever I watch them I still I think of my childhood more than I think of yeah. You know, watching that movie as a child. I it yeah, there's gives some, me reflection. There's more. some that are designed that way. Yeah. And we'll get into some of them today, but I think a lot of them are designed to, and I think Kenny Company. I think that one is more designed for for adults, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, is Lena is Lean on Me the Asylum knockoff version of Stand By Me? Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I even isn't that Lean on Me, isn't that a Morgan Freeman it film? Freeman. Yeah, it's about a yeah, school I mean teacher, I think. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I've talked to Steady Steve here a little oh, too boy. much. The saddest uh, thing, to be fair, no one corrected me on that. Uh, so no one even on. noticed it. So I just thought, yeah, that's the right one. <laughs> I just didn't want to interrupt. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Next, I'm going to talk about the movie. What what was it? Turn it loose. Yeah, cut them loose. Mm-hmm. Cut them loose. But no, uh, Kenny Company. It's a great film. Uh, it's nine out of ten film. Um, and I would say this one's even safe for kids. Uh, I I know there's that one scene, um, but I guess for the oddball kids like me, because like I liked Stand by Me. I liked um, a lot of those coming mage films. I seen them very early on in life, uh, and I always enjoyed them. Um, so like it's probably been 20 years since I've seen Stand By Me all the way through. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's what I've been watching. And uh, so Motley, what what do you got? Um, well, since I haven't been on a few weeks, I got quite a few films, but not you know not a whole bunch. I started with The Hurricane, a 1999 film starring Denzel Washington, where he is a wrongly convicted man of murder. Um, he gives a great performance. Denzel does. He is great. He is Oscar nominated for it. It is an amazing film. The middle to the end kind of gets really boring until it gets to the really end. Um, the beginning first 30 minutes are great, and then after that it gets kind of really slow and just kind of have to get through. But Denzel is still great. He he just lights up the screen every time he's on there. Um, he is great. And then next I watched Happiest Season, which is this year's, you know. Loved it. Hulu Christmas, and it is amazing. I really do love this film. I watched it with my girlfriend mainly because she is a big fan of Dan Levy, who was in this movie and it is great it is a i think it's one of the better christmas films to come out in the recent years um i guess i have to watch it yeah it's it's fairly safe yeah, really. There's yeah not, it really not a whole is lot in it. um and it's really it tells a great story um the ending is kind of knocked it down a star or two which a lot of people have said online that a lot of people don't like the ending either um but the rest of the film is just everybody gives a great performance I too i don't know i don't get the hate for the ending i thought the ending I, was I fine i hate the ending me and my girlfriend both did. And then I, we okay. looked online and a lot of people were okay. like, why did it end up like this? And we won't get into it now, but there, I mean, it, it you used, watch the everybody should go watch the credit it. credit sequence, right? Like there's more information. Yeah, there is, but still, I mean, it's still. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. 
I loved it. <laughs> oh, it's still great. I still loved it. But yeah, and everybody needs to watch it this holiday season. I would say it's one of those films everybody should watch. I then watched The Sound of Metal, an Amazon original yep, with Riz Ahmed. Um, it's also very, very good. He is great in the film. Um, I do like their portrayal of deafness and, you know, how, you know, he is very, it doesn't do the typical, you know, I, I have a disability now and all that. No, he is more of, he wants to live his life and do the, you know, he was a musician then he became deaf and he really, you know, that's part of his livelihood is music and now he realized I can't do music anymore, you know. And it's a very great, and he's great in the film. I mean, so is the, uh, so is the, uh, the girlfriend's teacher. name is Olivia. Yeah, Kim. she's great too. I mean, she's great in everything. But so is the uh, like the his mentor basically. Yeah. He's really good in the film too. But it has a great story. I mean, the story yeah. is great, and, amazing, and it's, and it's well done and, and fairly unique. It I, is I think unique. Is I a, did like that. This is a must see movie in my opinion. I, I really loved it. I, I think, and I don't think you have to be a metalhead to watch. No, it. In fact, it's very very minor part of the story. Yeah, it is. Um, but. It's really, really, really strong. Mm -hmm. And I think it. there's a lot of important movies that come out with messages we hear a lot. And then those are important too. But a movie like this comes out and you get a message that you don't hear all the time. No. And I don't want to spoil it because it's part of the part of the story and it creates a spoiler of what the overall message is. But it's an important one to hear. Mm -hmm. Like it's one that it's, I could see people that might go through a similar situation completely changing the way people view uh just in general deafness yeah. or, or people of hard of hearing it's very fascinating and, and, I, I and they do a great cool. job with the making you you know feel what he feels in the movie which is great especially the ending is just phenomenal and yeah. almost brings you on your knees and and then also i mean it's a great film too for addiction and you know substance abuse you know it tackles that very well um, yeah. So yeah, definitely if not enough people have seen this, go and watch it. I then watched the 1989 Weekend at Bernie's because everybody always quotes Weekend at Bernie's or talks about it or references it, and I never got it. Pretty funny. I mean, there is a lot of laughs in this film. Some of them fall, but a lot of them hit. Um, I ended up giving that an 8 out of 10. It is very, very amusing. Um, I then watched, I love DC animated films, and I watched Red Sun. Superman Red Sun. And I love the comic book. It was one of the first ones that I read when I was a child after Death of Superman. And I just... This one doesn't really do very well. It's just not... It doesn't flow very well. It's not... The first 15, 20 minutes are great and then after that it kind of falls off. If you're a fan of DC animated films, then I would say don't watch this because it'll probably give you a negative light on the rest of them. But... There's a lot of good ones. There's there just too many lot. coming out to be yeah, consistently quality, in my opinion. And this one I was really excited about, because like I said, I love the comic book, and I love the concept of it, but it just falls flat. They just try too much and try to be too edgy. Um, I then watched Spawn from the from the 1990s um, with Michael Jaw White. Oof, this movie's rough. Rough, rough. Um, it I, looks bad. It's, it's computer it's graphic oh, it, The graphics are all I like the stuff. movie, but I'm going to say if you didn't watch this when it came out yeah. and have don't have no knowledge yeah. of it before then, you're going to hate it. Yeah. yeah. I you think can't, that's probably true. You can't look, watch this retrospectively and go... Because no. it was it was actually poor at its time, and it's only aged worse. Yeah. yeah it may be one of the worst aged films ever made. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's like rough. I remember when I watched it, and I was like, was this just created by, a, you know, like a kid in their garage? Like, like it, it wasn't well received at looks, the time. I, mean, I, I honestly remember seeing this one, and um, it, 
somehow I kind of halfway enjoyed. And it. Just get, stick with your memories. Of yeah, it. yeah. Oh, stick I'm with your not, memories. Don't uh, ever watch I've it again. I've seen it actually since, and no. it's, I like yeah, it. Uh, it's the computer graphics are terrible. I've I like seen it the within movie. The, I've seen it within the past year or two, and I still like it. Yeah, it's bad, but I still like yeah. it. Yeah, but but I really do think it's if you watched it closer to when it came out, you might get more mileage. But I don't yeah. see people today who've never watched it watching I mean, it going I, this is I, gonna be a good movie yeah, oh I, I didn't know any of this going into it so then when i watched it i was like man this film is trash but it made me laugh too because like martin sheen is yeah. over the top the whole time and everybody, everybody else is definitely over the way, top yeah. and i was just like okay well this is you know i find comedy in this but not you know if the they if they yeah. you know, when they they had the live action people on there it was okay but the moment the computer graphics started taking <laughs> over it really went south even at its time, it was not good. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's what I mean. It's just, but you know, the the you had the to forgive it when dude. it came out for the yeah. for its faults to enjoy it. Now yeah. today, it's even well, harder. Yeah, it is to accept. Michael J. White's actually really good in yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's he cool. is really good. Uh, and Spawn looks Spawn great. Spawn is I like cool. It. I yeah. like the character. Uh, the, when he uh, doesn't move or doesn't have any animation, he looks real. His actual costume is really well done. Yeah. It looks good to me. But then, but then whenever he moves, I'm like, oh, there it, it is. It's got a similar, a similar problem, I think, with the uh, recently uh, Venom. In, in 15 years, that movie's going to be looked at the same way because the graphics on Venom... I think it'll be fairly similar, yeah, but... The, the, the graphics on Venom are dated from the moment they come out. They As long as they kept him worse. off of it, it, it was okay film. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's, they're similar. Um, I then watched Constantine with Keanu Reeves. It was on that superhero kick from that time. Um, this one's really good. I really didn't expect this. I really thought this was pretty bad going into it and then i was pleasantly surprised i really liked it it's a you know story's really good keanu is of course great i still prefer the tv john constantine that plays him um but i do like this version of it with the world building and the folklore and the you know all that i think they do that really nicely and the action is all great too the action mm -hmm. looks amazing um so i give that a seven out of ten okay. i then watched how the grinch stole christmas this Which was one? The, the Jim Carrey Jim one? Carrey one. one. Jim Carrey. I haven't seen the new one yet. I haven't either. My girlfriend said that she did, actually with our stepson, and it was not. She said he'd even enjoy it, and he's a four-year-old child. So, I mean, but this one, he, he enjoyed, and I enjoyed, and I remember this was the first, like, Christmas film I saw in theaters, and I really liked it still. It's still, it's carry out as, you know, witty. I want to say I watched this. Probably. When, when I was a kid. I, I remember... I, I don't. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, it's Carrie at his, you know, like wildish. You know, he kind of is just let loose for a little bit. But the story's really good too. Obviously, I mean, it's simple. It's great. I loved it. Um, a Medea Christmas. Medea and Larry the Cable Guy together. That one's um, pretty funny. It actually is. I, I think Larry the Cable Guy sometimes is just too much. But I think whenever it's those two kind of going back and forth, it's really great. And the story's really good too. It's kind of different than the other Medea films, honestly, with the story of it. A little bit different, you know, but yeah. some of them are all right. Some of this them is are peak, terrible. This is peak Medea. Yeah, and, this is kind of peak Medea. And then after that, it, it doesn't get a whole lot better. Well, that yeah. one, that one. There's some funny ones. Halloween one, the, the not the last one. The first one was fun. That first one, that second one sucked. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, the second horrible. one kind of made me stop watching. Even Medea both of them, films. I didn't much care for them. But at least they're almost <laughs> done with it. I mean, they finished it. It's done apparently. So, so. Medea films are so. What a fitting way to end on yeah. a funeral because. I never watched it. I still, haven't, I, still haven't, I still haven't watched that one. Yeah, this is about the time. I think every film after this is when it gets when it's done. You know, when it's like okay, we get the joke. Um, 
I didn't watch Tombstone, which I knew you would love, um, Steve. Um, I really like this. I've heard so many people talk about, oh, you haven't seen Tombstone. You need to see that, you know? And then I really thought I wouldn't like it. I loved it. It was It's great. It's a great, great Western. It's, you know, Val Kilmer, I think, is awesome in it. It's one of the most quotable Westerns you'll ever yes, see. Yes, it really in your life. is. It really is quotable. And I would have to. I'm here, Huckleberry. I would have to. I say that all I time. would have to rewatch it again to get all the quotes because I was just trying to, you know, first time you watch it, you try to just take it all in, see how you enjoy it. I would have to watch it again, but I was like, man, there's a lot of quotes, especially from Kilmer, especially from Doc Holliday. I'm like, oh. Well, my my favorite scene in that whole film is where they're in the bar and the dude's trying to show off his, you know, his pistol skills and he's, you know, flipping it in his hand and this and that, and then he takes the cup. <laughs> he does mm-hmm. all that stuff with the cup. It just makes him look totally stupid. Oh, yeah, and, and it silences the whole bar. Yeah. I mean, it's like... And the, the whole dynamic between everybody in the film is really good. Mm-hmm. I really do, I really do yeah. like that, too. Um, My favorite scene is the Billy Bob Thornton scene when he put on a bunch of weight and was drug out of the bar by wider... Billy Bob Thornton's in this movie? Yeah. I guess I, he just doesn't He doesn't look, look like, like Billy Bob okay, Thornton. I guess was, I didn't notice. Yeah. Stand yeah. there and bleed. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry there. I forgot you was there. <laughs> yeah. And he's the best You part, may go now. Which is sad because I remember watching this and my girlfriend was like, whatever happened to Val Kilmer? And I was like, oh, let's not get into that. Now, now the, his now daughter's the funny, acting and she's pretty good. Yeah. Now the funny thing was his, his face when you said that was like, was he in that movie? Because you could see on his face he goes... My did my memory really slip again? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at his face. You, you can it see it on his face. He's like, and even I, really I, forget and even that? I thought, and even I thought, I was like, did I watch the same movie? And you'll be happy about this. The next one up on the list, which I, which from what I've heard is not content likable for you, is Unforgiven. Uh, that's the next film I want to watch. I own it, but I have not watched it. It's a great movie. One of the best westerns um, ever made. I own it, and I think I'm going to watch it sometime this week. I then watched the new Disney Plus um, original film, Safety, um, about the Clemson football player. Um, it's very good. Very, I mean, it's a Disney sports film. It's, you know, um, it's kind of better than some of the last ones, like Million Dollar Arm. and It's kind of better than Million Dollar Arm and some of the other ones. But this is really good. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, I want to see this. But I will say... For all the viewers, and I did put this on my post because I, I hate this organization, and I'll say it till the day I die, don't let them trick you into liking the NCAA. The NCAA is a very evil corporation. Do not mm-hmm. believe what this film says. Yeah, because the film tries to portray them yeah, in a. Come on, man! The NCAA has student athletes' best interest at heart. You bet. No, they don't. I, I've, I, I, <laughs> as someone who lives and breathes football, I'm watching football right now. I celebrated a touchdown earlier. I want to watch college and NCAA football, mm-hmm. but I, I refuse to watch college sports. They make it a step in the right direction by allowing they, 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 players to sell their likenesses. That was a step in the right direction. But I still hate the way that it operates, Yeah, not letting their students have jobs, because they're essentially, imagine, yes, some of these people grow up to have very illustrious careers. What happens to the rest of them? They weren't allowed mm-hmm. to get a job while they were in college. They had to yep. focus on the sport. They're not allowed to do anything else. And basically, their coaches, they'd say they don't, but they definitely coerce their players. Let's be for oh, real. Yeah. That's their main focus is sports. And when they get out of college, they have no skills. And, if they graduate at all, if they don't get yeah. drafted. And worse, a significant portion of them Flunk out. actually get no training yeah. in, in no. whatever exactly. college they were and they, doing. And they, yeah. they, and they, they have, have insurmountable debt and, when and they, they get out. And they make no reference to that in this film at one point. when Because his girlfriend in this film works at the bookstore, and she's like, oh, you didn't sign up for... 
um, sports sciences or whatever it is, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much every athlete. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's what they do, and then you know, or, or they get hurt and the college drops the scholarship, which is, to me, I I just don't like the NCAA. And at first, this film kind of makes it seem like they're the bad guy, and I'm like, oh yeah, go Disney for once, making the bad guy the bad guy. They and they only and then they and they get too much exactly, money off and I was like, there points. ain't no way they're gonna keep this going, and then they overturn it quickly, and I'm like, okay. So yeah, that one's pretty good. Definitely watch that. Um, I watched the Final Girls. I just was scrolling through Hulu and saw I love this. this movie. Freaking and I love it. I like it. I the only thing I don't like is they kill off two characters in the beginning that I wish was there the whole film as more comedy. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, it, that part it is funny, but I wish they were in there more. Um, it is still a very good film. I didn't think I liked this as much as I did again, and it it was great. I give it a ten out of ten. I mean, it is very well done and very witty. I know Jody know. likes this one too. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final Girls is amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was high up on his uh, top one hundred of the decade list. Mm. Yeah, this is a very, very good movie. Yeah, I, I love Final Girls. Then I watched another Amazon original, Uncle Frank, starring Ooh. Paul Bettany. You watched all the movies that I watched. You're stealing my thunder. I, I watched <laughs> The Sound of Metal first. I know. And then I <laughs> copied you and watched Uncle Frank <laughs> because I was just like, has anybody <laughs> in my group watched this? And I saw you had seen. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll watch it. And it's very good. I mean, yeah, it I is. Loved it. Um, you know, it's kind of my kind of film, you know, kind of acad- Academy worthy, Oscar worthy, you know, yep. and it is very much Paul Bettany. I mean, he should get nominated. Do I think he will? Probably not. I mean, it's sad to say he should, but I bet he will. I, I, I hope he does because he definitely deserves it. But it is uh, definitely go out of your way to watch this. It's very much a film about inclusion and, you know, family and how even if you don't think they love you, they love you no matter what. And it is a very good film. Um, definitely like people of this generation should watch this for sure. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. It, it reminded me in quality, but I think it's better. I think it, just the way that it was filmed and everything reminded me a lot of Green Book. But I yeah, actually liked yeah. this quite a bit more. Yeah, I, I, I like better. it more than Green Book, too. The story's better. Everything's better with it. Um, but but think in similar terms of that, that yeah. quality. It, it is about like that. It is very good, though. Yeah. And then I watched, I didn't put this on yet, but I watched this movie called Billionaire Boys Club huh. with... Uh, um, let me get their names. Enzel Elgert, Kevin Spacey, Taron Egerton, Emma Roberts. Um, it's not a good film. Don't watch it. Okay. You'll see it available <laughs> all over the place. Don't watch it. I was really excited because I love Enzel Elgert and I love Taron Egerton. It's just not good. Okay. You have your way not to watch this because it's pretty bad. It tries to be Wolf of Wall Street. And there it we go. Work. That's, Only, a, that's a movie Dad should yeah. watch. Speaking well, of it's it's but it's like the yeah. lesser dumb version of Ter- of Wolf of Wall Street. But I did think at first I wouldn't like Taron Egerton's. I didn't think at first I'd like... Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. You didn't make it. I know. That's fine. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't think at first I'd like Taron Egerton's uh, accent because he has an American accent in this film, even though he is really? British, and it is actually very good. Like, you, like if I didn't know he was British, I wouldn't be able to tell he was not American. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching besides the movies that we are watching for the episode, so... Sorry, I had to cheer for Derrick Henry running down the field. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't watched too much. Um, so I did get a couple of Hallmark Christmas films in. Two, the only two I'm going to mention, uh, Christmas Waltz and One Royal Holiday. One Royal Holiday is definitely worth seeing, in my opinion. It's a pretty good film. Yeah. Oh, I also watched, I give it a, seven. watched um, a Netflix one called uh, The Night Before. Is that the one with uh, Vanessa Hudgens where night goes back in time? Sure, was, it's all right. It's Mrs. kind of like a Hallmark uh, film. So. Mrs. Ranger Gift watches nothing but holiday movies. And by the time <laughs> I get home, um, it's fall asleep on the couch time. Uh, and that's what happens a lot of nights because I'm 
working in St. Louis right now. But either way, the point is, I guess these are good enough. Uh, that one and Christmas Waltz were good enough that I stayed awake through them, which doesn't okay. always happen. Um, the Christmas Waltz sounds like a Christmas movie I Waltz. think I would rather take legitimate jabs to the face than watch. Yeah, uh, both of these films uh, have a decent production quality to them and some really solid acting. That's the difference in, in, in a lot of them. Now, the One Royal Family actually has got a pretty interesting story. Uh, it gets a little extra bump. So, either way, if you're interested in those, I mean, if you're not interested in them, don't bother. I don't think you're going to like them that much. But if you like, uh, if you do like Christmas films, both of these are worth watching on the Hallmark Channel. Um, I picked up a film from 2016 called Triple Nine. Um, mm -hmm. The I've never seen this film before, uh, but this crazy film has just about everybody yeah, in the cast. Yeah, star-studded cast in, in there. Uh, Casey Affleck stars. Gal Gadot is in there. Anthony Mackie. Uh, Anthony Mackie. I can't pronounce that guy's name. Uh, I won't even bother to try, but you'll recognize him if you look it up. Um, it's just got tons of stars. Mm, it's got a lot. I watched it a while back. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's detraction. Uh, ding. There goes something on football. Uh, or was that fixed news? Actually, that was a merry goat miss. Okay. So either <laughs> way, um, the uh, the only real detraction with this is Kate Winslet as stars really? as the uh, the Russian crime boss, I guess for lack of a better term. And she is awful. That surprises me, because she's usually pretty good. She's a great actress, but they've forced... It's like, oh, we've got to have just one more huge star. Well, no. it was the, the accent was terrible. She didn't look the part. Uh, you know, it just was a bad casting choice. Okay. Not that she was terrible, as much as it's a bad acting choice. Um, okay. It also has a lot of twists and turns uh, that it, it might have... I thought the editing was done a little poorly in the film. A little. But I still gave it Not an like eight. Mile 22. Nothing like that. Okay. Yeah, no, nothing yeah, it's, like it, that. The action's pretty good. I, I mean, want to see it. Is. I, I, is this one I should check out for that? I think you cast? should check or? out. Yeah, okay. it's very good. There is, it is pretty content heavy. The language oh, is brutal. And there's some nudity to it. Uh, there's a strip scene. There's, there's a if little you, bit of Chances nudity. are if you gave it an eight, I think I'll be able uh, to I tried to look past it, uh, but the Kate Winslet is probably responsible for most of that. Uh, that's just a bad casting choice. But Triple Nine is a good film. Just be careful with it. It's definitely not a kid's film. Think Training Day uh, mm -hmm. for this film. It's, yeah, it's it very much, it's not as good as Training Day. I think Training Day is a better made film than this one. But this has better has such a strong cast and everybody in it does a great job with the exception of Kate Winslet. So uh, anyway, check that one out. And then uh, I was up at Kmart or Kmart Target uh, the other day and just happened to be uh, looking around and walked by their movie shelves and they had a copy of the, the Scream Factory release for Dances with Wolves, the 1990 film. And uh, should have bought me a copy. Well, yeah, I guess I could sell it to you, but it's going to cost you more I than own it. 15 bucks. But I own it on DVD. I don't own it. I was talking about the Scream Factory. So, uh, the Scream Factory edition is Blu-ray. Um, it is the only theatrical release, I think, the way I was reading, that's available for it in Blu-ray for the film on the theatrical release. But this also includes the director's cut, which is a whopping four hours long. It's a miniseries. Um, I'll pass on that. Yeah, that's going to be enough for It's me, a great Bob. movie, but it's to me, it's a boring film. And it, it is. is. It's a very slow film that draws you into the with the scenery and the acting and everything. Um, 
the four-hour cut, whenever you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah. I always wondered what was up with that. And yeah. that happens three or four times you in the film. you got to love a strong editing job where they actually do that correctly instead of like some of the recent like DC movies, for instance, where there's scenes you're like, wait, well, how did they get here? Yeah. But you got to love the strong editing jobs of a Dances with Wolves where yeah. they're like, where they make you forget some of these plot yeah, holes. Yeah, they, they did in the original film. There, there's some things like, yeah. what the... And, for instance, the very beginning of Dances with Wolves, you, the, the fort's deserted. Now, I always did kind of wonder why, and they skip over that in the film. Not in the four-hour cut. It's in there, what happened. And that, that makes it inter interesting, I think. There are several scenes that you go, oh, yeah, and whenever you watch it, you go, yeah... No, I get that. But it is so long. It is it is long. We had to bust this up in like three tries trying to get through it. Um, I've never seen it, but it's still one that is on the top of my list to watch. Yeah, Just you watch, need to watch Avatar. It. I've seen Avatar. Oh, <laughs> it's the same story. <laughs> if you've seen Avatar, you get, you're you're fixing seen to get Dances with Wolves. You, you pretty much have. Only Dances with Wolves it's is actually 20 years older and really like good Avatar. film. Yeah. So yeah, Dances with Wolves won uh, seven Academy Awards during its run. Um, including cinematography and score. it's. I was really drawn into the music. I actually watched the credits to hear the song that they had played in the credits. I mean, it's uh, John uh, Barry uh, for this one. Um, I think it's pronounced Barry, but it's spelled a little different. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it just did a phenomenal job, and it didn't win the Oscar for that, uh, as well as Best Picture and Best Director for Kevin Costner. It, it, it run the gamut, pretty much. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that pretty much, uh, took up my whole day yesterday trying to squeeze that film in. So, um, finally got done. It's well worth the $15 I paid for it. I don't know. I don't know if that's what it normally runs, but that's what Target that's had cheap. it for sale. That's cheap for it. Uh, the, uh, but it's a, it's a great cut for a great film. So okay. seek that one out. Sweet. That's a Screen Factory steel book. So Sweet. One of only 10,000 made, I think was what it said. Cool. I, that's all I've really got. I've got other films on there, but I fell asleep through most of them. A lot of our movie watching was spin around. Uh, just watch whatever you want because I'm probably going to fall asleep anyway. And it had happened. The sun rises and I was asleep by 8 because a lot of them Christmas movies, frankly, are just not very good. Yep. So Agreed. Boring as sin. Yeah, so, I don't Kind of like Dances with Wolves. No. I, I think I'd rather watch a Christmas movie. I really would. I'm not being mean. Dances with Wolves is one of those, one of those movies that is very good in its artistic quality. Yep. But you wouldn't catch me dead watching this. Thing. You you watch it once and you, you're good. It, it, yeah. I, people always shun me because I say that about Castaway. I've seen the movie. Yeah, I once. say the same thing about it too. It's a movie I'll never watch again. It's a great movie, but I'll never watch it again. A lot of movies are just like that. I've seen that one a time or two, but I, this one's the same. I always, I think that of. When I look at this film, there, there are some similarities to another one of my favorite westerns uh, with uh, Kevin Costner in it, the, uh, open range. the Open Range. The difference is, is Open Range is only two hours long. Yep. And, you know, it's a little over two hours. It's not three plus and then four on the director's cut. Um, you know, so you could you could watch that film m more, I think. Okay. Um, but either way, uh, great film. So that's what I've been watching. David, what do you got? Uh, I've got some interesting films for sure. Um, I have a couple of interesting things to go over. Basically just reiterating 
what uh, Motley did for some of mine. Because uh, I, I saw that he had watched uh, Sound of Metal. Uh, I loved that movie. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. And uh, it's just got a lot of great things going for it. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much great stuff going on. And I don't know, man. I, I just really like this one. And... Uh, of course, the lead actor, uh, what's his Riz name? Riz Ahmed, is, is really great in it. He's, he's that fantastic. Was a, that was my joke in Letterboxd that he got deaf because he let too much of the chaos out. Because he played chaos in Venom. Mm -hmm. He did. He was pretty good in it, too. He is very He was very one of the best parts Especially of his emotions and his, you know, everything that has to do with him getting deaf is very much greatly portrayed by him. Yeah, he, it's really good. And then... um. Then I watched uh, Uncle Frank, of course. So just, again, reiterating that. It's a great movie. I liked a lot of the things about this movie. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's pretty emotionally complex, as is Sound of Music, or Sound of Metal. I think both of those are very complex movies emotionally and uh, tackle a lot of different topics. Mm -hmm. And I make for an interesting time. Uh, I liked that quite a bit. And then uh, Maddie wanted to watch... We were going to watch Mank on Netflix. And then Maddie wanted to watch kind of a James Patterson adaptation... And she got, I was just playing video games through it. It, it wasn't good. It, it was a seven knockoff. And uh, she told me to turn it off. But I'm like, I figure you want to watch it. Which so one was it? It's called The Postcard Killings. It's got uh, yeah, the book Jeffrey Dean too. Morgan. And it, I, I don't really, I'm not as nearly as big of a James Patterson fan. But yeah. uh, so the movie's, not, the, the book, or the movie's not particularly good. It's not terrible. It does what it is. And uh, it's fine. But I, I gave it like a four, I think. And then, uh, of course, Happiest Season I really loved. I, I, I don't mm -hmm. I don't understand the ending complaints. I, I don't really remember what could be bad about that necessarily. But I liked it personally. I thought it was great. And uh, the, the story to get there is great. Too. The story to get there is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's funny. The it's intertwining, the, you know, everybody's story in that is just... And it's relatable in some mm -hmm. ways, in all the right ways. It's You'll it's a perfect Christmas time. Yeah, movie. it really is. Because really even if you're not, you know, because it is, you know, core representation. If you're not part of the LGBT community, there are other characters in this film you can latch on to. Yeah, it's, um, it's very interesting. You can do anything with this film. Their characters are great, and everybody gives great performances in the film. Yeah, it's, it's really good, and, mm -hmm. and it's funny. I mean, yeah, best it's, of all, it's <laughs> funny. It, it has a lot of great... Uh, great moments and, and it creates a great vibe for, for mm -hmm. Christmas I, I recommend it and then uh, I then went through and blasted through all of the rest of the Friday the 13th box set uh, so I was kind of on a Friday the 13th marathon uh, so I watched part 4 uh, not a whole lot to say about that one. it was a good closing to the franchise better than 3 rather than 5 I, I like this movie a lot of people hate it because it's not I don't want to spoil that one if you haven't seen it, but it's very different than the rest of the entries entries in the series. But it's pretty good too. Six is the best one still, I think, and uh, by by a pretty decent margin. I like seven more than most. Uh, still very problematic film, very weird. Um, and then eight, of course, Jason takes Manhattan is a good time, uh, as it always is. Part nine, Jason goes to hell, was one of my surprises from this box set because they did a lot of work on this film. And I like the movie. I liked it before. I gave it another chance. And viewing it in the light of kind of a weird spinoff type movie, like almost a Halloween 3 type thing to uh, the actual Friday the 13th universe, it's more entertaining that way. And I, I think it's weird, but it, it's a good time. And then uh, Jason uh, X or, you know, Jason Space is what it is. Uh, if, if you hear that and you go, that's stupid, then don't watch it. If you hear that and go, that's awesome, then... 
Obviously, you've probably already seen it, and if you haven't, you should watch it. It's some stupid fun. Yeah, it really is. Freddy vs. Jason hasn't aged well at all. Uh, it's not good. Uh, and then the, the Friday the 13th remake hasn't aged well either, unfortunately, because I actually remember that one pretty well. Uh, it's not any good either. So. Funny story about that whole collector set. I actually got kicked out of a movie collection group on Facebook um, because there was all kinds of people that bought like two and three of them, and they would open one and they'd leave the rest of them sealed. And I posted a picture of mine because they were taking theirs out of the, the cardboard box. Well, I haven't even taken mine out of the cardboard box yet just because I, I haven't got around to watching it. I'm going to. I just haven't yet. So I posted a picture and said, you guys aren't real collectors because you guys took it out of the cardboard shipping box. Apparently, and I put LOL JK at the end, but apparently I struck a nerve with them and they banned me and blocked me from their group. That's a good so, time. It's kind of mean. Yeah. Good times for sure, and uh, yeah, the, you gotta love collectors. Yeah. Uh, but so that ended the kind of watch of the Friday the Thirteenth series, and then really all I got left is to talk about just a couple video games briefly, like shoutouts to them. Uh, I'm sure you've got some thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077. I love it. I, I've been playing on the Series X. I was one of the. I was one. Of, I'm, to be fair, the lucky people are those that get to play this on the PS5 and the Series X. It's not as great looking as it is on PC, but it's the least problematic version of it out there, and you could just play it. So that's good. So I've been lucky to actually get to play this game. It's fantastic. The story's amazing. I am super engrossed in the story. I haven't been this this involved in a story of a game in a long time or in a universe. It's the most problematic game I've ever loved. It's it's bad at times, actually, just flat out bad. Um, yes. Yes, it is. And, uh, and and unplayable for some, uh, completely. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, I'll preface this with saying, yes, I do love the game as well. It is a very good game. Its core mechanics are very, very good. Um, and it does look beautiful whenever it runs. And I play this on a higher-end PC, and... Um, First off, I downloaded it, and then the download didn't work. It wouldn't even load up. So I had to delete that and re-download it from Steam. And you don't want to do that. And got it to finally work yesterday. I played it for probably three or four hours and just explored around, larked around, you know, just exploring the world. Finally decided to go do the main story missions. It crashes in the same spot every single time. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just something to do with my graphics settings or something. Because I am pushing my, C, my my computer to run this. You know, I'm getting about 90 frames a second uh, in 4K. And it does look great. And I'm running everything to high to ultra. No, I decided to look it up on Google and YouTube. And I found at least half a dozen YouTube videos of the same exact spot their game was also crashing as mine so right now i can't play it it is uh, unplayable for me at the moment the reason so. we're bringing this up is is there's a lot of cross-section of our audience that's into video games too buy at your own risk yes very much if you Give have a base console a if you have, buy this on the base console don't do it yeah period uh there's no i don't see an end in sight for this actually being playable on an original Xbox One or PS4. I just don't see it. If you have the One X 
or PS4 Pro, apparently they're fine. You can play them. Yeah, it runs um, strong at 30 frames a second. And the Series X can run up to 60. And I'm enjoying my time very well because it's very much playable in the state that it's in for me. And I'm loving the game, but yeah, it's it's problematic. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, I've just I've actually been playing a bunch of Fortnite. Weirdly enough, uh, I never got into the game like because I just thought it was kind of a kids game, but. It's really fun. It's actually a great mechanically sound game, and they added Kratos recently and Master Chief. So of course I had to buy them. I'm running around with Master Chief in Fortnite. It's pretty great. I'm having a great time. It's it's a fun game, and um, the mechanics are just sound. Like it's a fun and well made game, and it's actually got a sense of personality, which I like. Unlike a lot of the, in my opinion, COD Warzone just feels like. Delta Bravo kind of bullcrap Michael Bay stupidity and then like I don't care PUBG is the same thing so it's the only one of the battle royales that I really care for right now there's a big groundswell to uh, put Samus Aran into Fortnite I'm all for it I, I think um, Nintendo would be smart too yes, but, but, but we're talking about a company that's notoriously stupid yeah. so yes I said that about Nintendo they concluding shutting down a literal charity for someone who died and to bring awareness to, to that we're talking about a terrible company with nintendo yeah, and they, they should be the, ashamed of the joy con covers yeah they should yeah. be ashamed of themselves and they should be a long time ago I, I i like nintendo's consoles and i love their games but i freaking hate them as a company like they're insidious as all get out um but that that just takes the cake so <laughs> but either way uh we'll stop talking about video games but i just wanted to bring those up real quick uh so we'll be back in just a little bit we're going to take a brief break before we get into our feature topic that i'll let Jigsaw Jody introduced. So welcome back to uh, Reasonably Real, and uh, we're going to be talking about our feature segment of the day, and I'm going to go ahead and let Jigsaw Jody over here since it's his birthday. Um, and, and again, happy birthday to you, Jody. Uh, you deserve it, man. You're a great guy. Um, and uh, tell us what we're going to be talking about today. Thanks very much. Um, we are going to be talking about movies that feature brothers that have an adventure or a quest of some kind in honor of the movie that came out right before the pandemic, and it's my favorite movie this year, Onward. So we're going to be talking about Onward and The Lost Boys and The Wizard and The Goonies. There we go. Heck yeah. I like I like the this variety of four movies. I've got <laughs> controversial opinions about some, and I've got some interesting opinions about others. So, so we'll be having a good time with this, I think. Which right one on. do you want to start with, Jody? Well, why don't we start with Onward? All right, sounds good to me. Uh, I'll let you introduce the film. Well, Onward is the... It's called an urban fantasy. It's from Disney Pixar. It's about two brothers who are given an opportunity to visit with their dead father for 24 hours, but they have to find the pieces of... They have to find a phoenix gem and other pieces of the spell to make it fully work. Uh, they get halfway through the spell, and his their dad's legs are kind of walking around with them. But to get the full father back, they need to get some more more items. And so they go on the journey to find that. Sounds pretty good. Uh, although I've seen it now. But <laughs> no. Uh, no, Onward is actually a really good movie. And, and I watched it in theaters. This was right before kind of the, all of this started happening, I believe. And um, when I'd first seen it, I, I enjoyed it. It was one of the first movies I'd watched when I moved into the new house. And... Um, and I, I liked it, didn't love it. And then that second time we watched it with uh, with Mike here, uh, that was I, I liked it a lot more. And uh, every time I've watched it since, I continue to like it 
more more and more as it goes along. I, I think I've landed at an 8 out of 10 with this movie. I think it's great. I love the story. I love the animation. I think all the animation stuff is really mm-hmm. cool, and the, the world they created is really awesome. Uh, the, the 4K is very nice in this film. Mm-hmm. It makes the color so bright and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I agree, uh, I agree with everybody. This is a fantastic film. Um, it has it all. It ha- It's great for kids. It's great for adults. Um, it's a touching story. It has a lot of heart. Um, they really try to convey that message of, you know, just fighting through and to get to a goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's a lot of despair, but then there's hope, and then there's despair and hope. Mm-hmm. And, and they play off that tension pretty well on trying to reanimate their father just so they can see them. And uh, I love this movie. It is, spoiler alerts for some of our lists, this is probably my number one film this year. Oh, wow. Um, and it is a 10. Mm. Dang. Okay. Good deal. That's a pretty strong score. Yeah. Um, I also watched it, I watched this for the first time this week. Um, I tried watching it with my four-year-old stepson. He He's too young to kind of understand it, but... Um, I didn't know what this movie was really about going into it, besides that it was a brother adventure that Jody loved it, that, you know, a lot of people were talking about it, so I was like, you know, and I knew that Chris Pratt and Tom Holland were the two um, male leads, male voice leads, so I was like, you know, you know, I was, I was like, let's see what this is about. Um, I definitely didn't expect that, because part of it is, as of late, I've been wanting to get into um, D&D and, you know, more of the fantasy stuff and this movie kind of helped me out with that because I was like, you know, I don't really know a lot about this. So I kind of liked that that was what this was about. And I definitely enjoyed it. The Kind of like you said, the colors pop off the screen with this one. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, because with the story, I really like the story, but I also don't have a brother that I'm close to. I only have one brother, and I'm not close to him at all. Um, we actually had a very bad falling out, so we're not close at all. Um, but it was like, I was like, you know, but I do like the father aspect. They're going to find your father and how they have two different sides of the story with their mm-hmm. father. Um that was really good and then just the just the progression of the characters you know and you know chris pratt's hilarious in it and i really like i said i really like the colors the you know it definitely looks beautiful on a screen um that's what i love and i'm kind of like with david where i've watched it once i mean i'll probably try to watch it again maybe with my girlfriend she might i think she'll probably enjoy it pretty well um and i gave um, i agree with david with his score i actually gave an 8 out of 10 also um really enjoyable it's not at the top of my films for the year unfortunately but it is definitely i would say probably top 15 of the year Probably the, somewhere around there. The world they create with like the magic and the centaurs and the pixies and you know all of these, uh, like you was saying mm-hmm. that some D and D characters or that fantasy esque setting that this film has was very unique. Yeah, and used mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, there's some dragons. There, there's you know swords and sorcery adventure in it. And they capitalize on that, and they use it very well. And this is kind of one of the few that, with the recent movies like this that have came out, there's not a lot of ones that are uh, repeat, how do I put it, you can make sequels out of them. Mm-hmm. You really can't make a sequel out of, like, Moana. I love Moana to death more than this film, but... Oh, I'm sure they're going to, though. But are going to try. Yeah, live action version. Yeah, what yeah, a live action that. Mm-hmm. And you can't make a sequel out of Coco. <laughs> but this is a film that, realistically, I could see a sequel out of, with, you know, him maybe going to college and being, you know... Still learning his powers, or you know, more world building. You know, that's what you know. But that, yeah, that, I love the world building in this film too. It is great. Yeah, fair enough. Right. What do you yeah. think? 
I when I, I've only seen it the one time, and uh, it's a good film. I liked it a lot. I don't think I'm quite as high on it as you guys are. Or rated as seven as I was looking back on it, um, but it's uh, I don't think it hit as well home for me. I have a good family life, but I'm younger than my two brothers, so I don't. Well, uh, I don't know that you could say that as a, as growing up, I was in the same crew with them. Now it's a little more different, you know. The, like an adult version of this where we seek out that might be a, a better thing. But for this one, it really didn't hit me probably like it does, I think. Uh, those that have a real a real good early friendship with their brothers at, a, at, a, at this age, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that probably was the big factor in it. But for those that I think they're into it, you know, my father's still alive too. So it, it just didn't hit that that emotional chord with me like some of them would so but it's a great film it's a good clean film and it's yeah. and it is a different story unlike mm. some of these that that's wash rinse repeat that's coming out of those this had a, had a completely different mm -hmm. story and mm -hmm. i liked a lot of i think about the only i think about the only like movie that you'd relate to on like a father level would be nebraska <laughs> 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 yeah, I could see Dad grabbing that now you want a million dollars uh, thing out of. Uh, by the way, that's a, that's a brother movie too. Uh, that's the uh, the uh, but I could see him taking off to go to Lincoln, Nebraska for his uh, his uh, whatever. That, that dude's looking just uh, like him. Though. Don't <laughs> more and more all the time. Don't feel bad, Steve, because uh, me and David can relate to that movie Nebraska as well. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, you're you're have, about a butt hair away I have from being not like gone that. on any road trips yet. Oh wait, are you saying that mom reminds you of the mom on Nebraska? Yes, yes, I, <laughs> I'm talking about that. Yes, this is what you could have had if you yeah. didn't want to talk about wheat. <laughs> oh, now we're taking uh, we're taking Jody's uh, Jody's spotlight here. Uh, either way, like the like the movie. It's a great great example of brothers uh, trying to find their their father. Absolutely. Uh, and Jody, I guess you can give your thoughts on this one, too. <laughs> well, I always wanted a brother. I didn't grow up with a brother. Um, I do have an older sister. She's 12 years older than me, and she got married and moved out when I was six. So I kind of had the only child experience for most of my childhood and teen years. So I've always had that, you know, starry-eyed kind of appeal to, like, brother movies and brothers in TV and movies and things like that. So, um the father stuff was really good. The world building, the animation, just everything about it. It's a it's a ten out of ten for me. Nice, excellent. No, I'm glad you chose this movie. Yeah. I, I do love it, and I think in a year that's I don't know, it's just such a strong movie, and I think it. I could I could see this being a very appealing movie, and it's one of the best uh, the uh, animated films I've seen in a long time. I think it has yeah. the longest legs of actually being something yeah. that. Might yeah. stick with people. And I, it's I do probably agree Coco, with that. maybe for me, uh, where mm -hmm. I think a certain, I, I I thought that movie was a bit on overrated, but yeah. upon retrospect to that movie, I think that to that to a certain crowd, to that uh, to to people who might relate more to that, that could easily be an onward type situation with that too. But yeah, it, I liked Coco because that movie was different than a lot of other Disney movies because mm -hmm. that movie yeah. was dark. It is. Yeah, really it is a good movie. Story. Yeah, that was another one that I had to watch a second time to really get the appeal. Mm -hmm. and, and it's another one also with, I mean, this is also something that you can probably date back to maybe before Moana, but really I'd call it the first one, where they're really trying to include more cultures, more um, more people into their films than just the generic, you know, 
Aladdin, White Little Mermaid, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, they're trying to, you know, Moana's with the Hawaiians, with the, you know, with the uh, Samoans, um, Coco's with the, you know, Latino culture, the, you know, uh, South America culture. And this one was more about the, you know, let's try to get the, I mean, we can all say we are nerd culture into it, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. and I they've already announced that they have more movies coming out that are like that, that are more um, accepting of cultures and more about different cultures. So that's what I definitely praise them for that because they are, you know, and it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, for, for people, you get more more potential to like relate to these stories, mm-hmm. and at the same time, people that don't relate at least get an interesting world that we, you know, maybe aren't as familiar with in cinema. To get cool stories out of. Yeah. So I, I think it's a win-win. I agree. But uh, either way, yeah, no, good choice with Onward, Jody. What's the next film? The next film is a 1989 Nintendo commercial called The Wizard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is yeah. one I haven't seen, so I'm going to stay out of this. I never could quite get that copy from Mike. David, you've got it, right? I have a weird multi-pack, and I've... Uh, I've uh, borrowed mike's copy for a little too long uh <laughs> but this is one I, I did finally watch it and uh, again I, i've seen it before i, I don't like it still <laughs> i'll be honest I, it's a neat film it's a neat one i get the appeal but i, I was i was uh, maybe it's one of those movies that if you watch this as a kid or closer to when it came out just kind of like we were talking about with spawn and maybe it's that kind of thing i don't mm-hmm. think it's nearly as bad as spawn no. But I found it a, a, a 5, 6 out of 10, like, fairly entertaining movie when I watched it. So that's, I guess I'm not the right one to talk about this one either. Uh, I really like this one. Um, I, as a movie-wise, I do think it is a little bit weak, like, as a good movie. But just for pure entertainment and the... This movie was created as kind of a, a publicity stunt for the launch of Super Mario Brothers 3. So Nintendo just poured a bunch of money into a movie, and you you hear that and you would think, oh gosh, this is just a cash in. It sucked, but there is so much heart to this film that that yeah. overcomes some of that just blatant product placement. Um, you know, and, and their their journey to California. Yeah, there there are a couple kids that are going to California for a video game contest. And, you know, and they get up to some shenanigans on the way out there, but it just feels so good, mm-hmm. that journey does. And, yes, there is a lot of product placement. Me and Jody have laughed about this. The uh, the Power Glove sucks, guys. Um, oh, it's oh, terrible. terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's cool looking. It's one of the worst peripherals ever made. But yeah. It, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Especially when the angry video game nerd uses it. And it's real <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hey, he both landed a plane on Top Gun and beat Zelda 2 with it yep. on accident. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, the power glove sucks, but their journey, this movie is just, it has more heart than it has any right to have. And those two brothers, you know, you get the older one that's protective and then uh, you kind of get the girl that comes in mm-hmm. and you, you learn her backstory and then they finally make it to the, the tournament and there's so many hurdles that they've got to jump over to try to accomplish their goal. And, um, you know, and, and it gives kind of the backstory on the brothers. I mean, and it's some of it's pretty sad. Yeah, it is. And for me, it works. I understand that some people might find it corny or cheesy, 
but for me, it works. I, I'd give this movie a seven, but it's a strong seven, and it's definitely worth a watch. And uh, I, I like this movie a Sweet. lot. Um, I also watched this film on HBO Max. Um, oh, yeah, it is on there. Isn't it? it is on HBO Max. That's how I found it. Um, and I'm kind of with you guys where it is very much a Nintendo commercial. You know I mean, I kind of figured that going into it whenever I read the synopsis. Um, but it is very much kind of like you said. There is some heart to it. I wish... I don't know how to say this. I wish the story was more cut and dry. Um, yeah. It gets a little convoluted, you know, with like, how are they really related and, you know, all that. But I'm like, you know, but yeah. but the actual dad part and then the two brothers, I, I I like the video game aspect of it because as a child, when I, me and my brother were living together for a short period, that is what we did a lot of the time was we had two games and that was it. So that's the only two games we got to play and it was... Uh, um, why am I blanking now? Um, 007 on Nintendo 64, the, you'll know. Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah. I always want to call it Goldmember, and I know that's not it. Goldeneye and then uh, <laughs> um, Super Mario Brothers. Um, yeah. so, so that's, you Both know. Both great games. That's how we, you know, kind of, that's how we passed our time. So, I mean, that was, but kind of like you said, there is heart to this film. The two brothers are great. I mean, they're just, uh, you know. Yep. They play with off that, each other. Yeah, well. and the sister, um, not the sister, the girl that meets them along the way, she is very much the ride trying to get to California is very great. I think that's the best part of the film. Um, once they get there, I think then it kind of gets a little bit, I'm not as interested, you know, <laughs> kind of like all the hurdles, kind of like you said, they have to jump. I'm like, just get to yeah, it. Yeah, I think the journey was the journey's the, the best part, part to me. I mean, when it kind of got to the end, I was a little, a little yeah. down with that. And I do like, you know, <laughs> all uh, Slater's in it. That's kind of, that's funny. Um, that made me laugh, and then also, you know, and th those are great too, but it is, I, I gave it a 6 out of 10, or it is enjoyable, and it does have some good heart, but there are definitely, you know, kind of like you said, it's definitely a Nintendo commercial, and um, they could have definitely saw some things up, but yeah, I, I'm imagine like David said, if you saw this closer to the time that it came out, you would have been a huge fan, but 30 years later, you can't, some people don't. Uh, we're we're all fantasy football players here, so if we go randomly quiet, it's because we check fantasy football. <laughs> so I apologize mm -hmm. about that. Y'all want y'all always want a podcast during during fantasy football time, but uh, that's about the only day I can. I'm just joking, most more than anything. But no, the Wizard. It's an interesting film to say. It is least. an interesting film. Shot Factory did a good job with this movie too. It really does look great. Yeah. Uh, in the art that they created for it. Oh yeah, it's the a masterpiece. Probably, may, maybe the best part of the whole film. Uh, so, what do you think about this one, Jody? I, I, I'm assuming you like it. I love it. But everything you guys are saying, it's true. It's nonsense. There's terrible continuity and geography trying to figure out. Like, they cross, like, two states in an hour, and then, like, they're for, like, half the movie in, like, one city or something. I don't know. Like, the geography is not. It's sappy, it's full of product placement, it's hokey. It, like I said, it ignores all concept of time. It has a pre-famed Tobey Maguire just standing randomly on, like, he's with Lucas, and Lucas with all of his buddies the whole movie, but Tobey Maguire is never there. Randomly, Tobey Maguire is just standing there. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> and, oh, don't even get me started on, there's, okay, so the power glove is trash yes he Mom. says i love the power glove it's so bad it is definitely so bad but not the way that he's saying 
Yeah, I, there was yeah. there was only two games actually created for the Power Glove for a reason, and both of them sucked. Right. Yes. And I I've never seen the Power Glove before, but when he put it on and went to play the game, I'm like, how does that help you? It doesn't. It literally. I was going through my mind. Not I'm only like, does it help, help you, it you? becomes the greatest hindrance. And, and <laughs> the only other peripheral on the NES that I think might have been worse was the Rollin' Rocker, which was the uh, dumbest idea I think I've ever seen. The U Force. Oh, yeah, the U-Force. Wasn't that the... It's right up there. Oh, yeah, the, the big scope thing. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to I would love to use the Rolling Rocker one time. That thing sounds... I'd break it in half. But... I'm still looking for one. I can't find one. If you're confused you... about what the Rolling Rocker is, it's literally a little thing, like a platform, where you, where you move your body to, to move the controller on the Rolling Rocker. And it's, it's dumb. It's dumb peripheral. So is the power glove. But it's... And then you have Bo Bridges, who apparently, in one evening, first time playing it, can get farther than most anybody else with the Ninja Turtles game. Yep. Oh, God. There is no way he got past the seaweed stuff the first time he's playing it. There's no Agreed. way. Agreed. And... There's no way you get to he the 50th time you played the freaking game. Nintendo at the place where his car got towed to... And he's playing on the TV, he's playing Zelda, and he's like, I made it to the sixth dungeon. No, you did not. <laughs> and then lastly, she's screaming at him at the tournament, get the star, Jimmy, the star. Getting the star doesn't affect your score at all. Like, he gets the star, and his score shoots, like, way up. And, and, and when he uses the warp whistle, which, by the way, there is no godly way that he could have known where that was the first time that they played it. And he uses the warp whistle that his score shoots way up again. I'm like, no, this is all factually incorrect. Yep. So all of those things aside, though... If, it, if that game came out today with that uh, advertising campaign, it would have been review-bombed on Metacritic. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I was 13 years old. It was just after my 13th birthday. And I took my nephew, who was four at the time, and we got to go to a preview screening, a sneak preview of it, like a week before it fully came out. And despite all of those terrible things that I just said, we lost our minds when they lifted that like screen thing up and it was Super Mario Brothers 3. The whole theater lost their mind. I'll never forget that. It was just so exciting. So it will always have a special place in my heart and my nephew's heart. And back in 2014, we went and took pictures at those dinosaurs that they go to at the end of the movie. So I, I couldn't tell. I'm a huge Christian Slater fan. Still am. Always have been since, like, pump up the volume in 1990. But I had to go around and sit on every dinosaur foot and take a picture so I'd make sure that I sat where <laughs> Christian Slater sat. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm I'm glad you like this one. Yeah. This is one that uh, that slightly escapes me, but I, I do, I do uh, certainly appreciate it. No doubt. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what's your next film, Jody? The next kid is another '80s classic. Um, let's go with Lost Boys. Actually, we have two more '80s classics, but we'll go with Lost Boys first. Okay. Uh, this one, this one, I can say I love. I, I absolutely I love adore. This one. You did not, or you did? I did. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I thought you said you didn't for a second. No, I, Lost Boys is awesome. Just such a great movie. It's mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite vampire movies. I, I would say 
like the the older I get, I think Near Dark and like The Lost Boys, depending on my mood. I could watch probably both of those the rest of my life and be okay. And I just love both of those movies almost interchangeably. Uh, but this one has a great like family dynamic, mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, you know you can't you can't beat their group name either. <laughs> yeah. What is it the the Frog Brothers? Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Edgar Allan. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's a really good movie. I just watched it again here recently, and it, it's so good. There's so many great performances, iconic vampire, uh, just great imagery and everything. I, mm -hmm. I love I love the Lost Boys. This has atmosphere and setting for days. Yeah. Like that, that brooding feeling you always get on the boardwalk, you know, with yeah. these punk mm. kids walking around. And, and at the beginning of the movie, you don't know what they are. But you just get that there is a, a dark atmosphere around them because nobody wants them around. Security's always kicking them out. Mm -hmm. You know, and then very early on, you get the security agent that gets, well, he gets taken out on his way to his car. But, uh, poor guy. Yeah, just the atmosphere uh, from the very beginning is yeah. uh, is amazing uh one thing i really like about this film is in this one it's the younger brother that ends up having to save the older brother um you know because mm -hmm. the older brother well, i mean he's being turned into a vampire and uh the the younger brother and the frog brothers um end up having to save the day it's the it's the little kids that save the day hey brother one. i'd try for you but i suck at this kind of stuff so i'd probably end up getting turned into a vampire and join their clan <laughs> on accident so <laughs> it'd be what it's gonna be <laughs> um, uh, some good 80s practical effects too oh yeah mm -hmm. um there, there's some good melt scenes uh with uh, some holy water there's some uh, good explosions that happen mm -hmm. um and then there, there's plenty of uh, goop and ooze and uh, stuff like that and uh, with all that said it's somewhat family friendly it really is. Yeah, it really it's is. really not got a whole not terrible bad. lot of content in it yep. so uh, but but it's definitely horror uh, yeah and pretty hard horror it's yeah, just it's, it's pretty scary in, in its way yeah I mean I, I would show I'd show a preteen teenager this movie yeah that's no what problem. I was thinking teenager somewhere around there yeah 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 it's scared of fire at them, probably, or, or maybe mm -hmm. not, or maybe they think it's cool. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, first time I saw this, I'm like, yeah, I'd want to be one of them guys. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Frog Brothers. They were kind of lame, but uh, See, I'm talking I about the vampires. I'd want to be one of the Frog Brothers. I that's thought a... the vampires were cool. <coughs> so, I, I'd probably, that's uh, that's why I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably end up joining their crew on accident. To be totally honest, I probably would, too, because I'd, I'd want to wear the leather and have plenty of piercings and tattoos and yeah, be the brooding side. Obviously, I'm already going for the look, so. No, I'm um, well, you, your pale skin would put you more in the Twilight suit. <laughs> and, I'll be, and I'll be one of the Frog Brothers that has to take you down. I'm sorry. That's okay, Motley. Uh, you know, we've, we've do, always got I do, this. I do what I got to We, we do. love each other, but but we always got that, uh, we got to mess with each other yeah. kind of thing going on, so it fit. <laughs> What'd uh, you think of this one? Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I, I apparently have never logged this film, but this, of course, come out as contemporary with Fright Night, which I'd forgot had some nudity in it. But, A lot uh, of nudity. Fright I Night remember and, watching uh, that one with yeah. you. Fright Night and uh, The Lost Boys are great films. They're, they're the... To me, the the top of the vampire films. Watch I'm dark. still a near dark guy. Watch yeah, near dark. I, I have not you got to, to that one it. yet. It's so good. So, uh, I mean, I, I love it's both so of these good. films a lot. You're gonna like it. Too. Uh, I think Fright Night is oddly a little scarier uh, uh, than okay. this one. Jeez, but uh, as as far as the film goes, I think Lost Boys is a better film, mm -hmm. and that's probably because it is cleaner. But uh, it's got a great film. I do like that boardwalk 
aspect. Oh, yeah. uh, some yeah. some of those. Yeah. Some of those. Uh, the, the concert the, scene. Yeah. The the where they've got the carnival in the background. There's some really neat settings for, mm-hmm. for that. And I, I especially love, kind of like we said in the beginning, the family setting of it all. You know, that it's definitely an interesting family to say the least, and it's that's kind of what appealed to me. Grandpa. <laughs> I love Grandpa. I do love Grandpa. And, and and let's 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 talk about the most meme-worthy part. How many people do you think had an awakening of something they didn't have before? Whenever they saw that sax solo with that greased-up shirtless guy, <laughs> that was rad. <laughs> All for that. Get, get that sex solo in there. Jody, what do you think of The Lost Boys? Uh, it's an easy 10 for me. It's one of my yeah, favorite films too. of all time. And I love the brother dynamic. I love, like you said, the family dynamic with the mom and grandpa. And the duality of the family dynamic of The Lost Boys with, not to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but you know, th- their parental unit as well, like their family unit. Um, I love that it's uh, Bill from Bill and Dead, <laughs> the one yep. vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, the iconic "You're Dead Meat" thing that uh, Kiefer does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just everything about it I love. And, and a new thing that I love about it is I had just I'd mentioned it before. Watched that TV show on HBO Max called "We Are Who We Are," yeah. and Jack Dylan Grazer, who played uh, young Eddie in the It movie, and then he was in Shazam. Oh, yeah. He plays the lead male in We Are Who We Are, and he looks and acts exactly like Corey Haim. <laughs> in, in that, like, and I didn't pick up on that until watching The Lost Boys, but I was like, wow, he is acting just like Corey Haim in Lost Boys. So yeah, I, 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 awesome. I got pretty excited about that. But yeah, so again, like another, another recommend for that show and shout out for it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 10 yeah, for me so, too. Yeah. I gave it a 9. Yeah. I watched it for my 31 Days Following and really enjoyed it. Awesome. I'm glad you picked that one. That one's one we haven't talked about a whole lot, mm-hmm. but uh, it's yeah. one that definitely we love. I, I think, give it a nine. What, what do you give this one? I've never really sat down and thought about it, and uh, I'm surprised I didn't hadn't had it rated before. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be somewhere in that eight to ten range. Okay. I, I'm not for certain. Dang, I'd okay. have to watch it again. This, Sweet. This is one of one of those '80s films that I really like. Cool. Heck yeah! Now well, thanks for choosing that one, Jody. What's uh, the? I guess this is the final one. The final one, yep. Uh, the final the girl? classic movie, The Goonies. The I, Goonies. I have a very unpopular opinion about this one. I do not like this movie. <laughs> if me, I'm being brutally me, you honest, have almost the same opinion on it. I, I don't hate it. I understand it, but I, I don't like it. I don't hate it either, but I'm also in the same. I don't get it either. I don't get. You know, I get why people liked it at the time, but I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. Either. I'm gonna let everyone else kind of take yeah. take the reins on this one because this is a very much beloved film. But I, I wanted to wanted to get my thoughts out there that uh, I wanted to talk. I've always wanted to talk about the Goonies because I, I've really, frankly, never. That's one of my unpopular opinions. I just don't like this movie. Um, so kind of interesting. Well, we all reserve the right to be wrong. And that uh, is very so. true. Very true. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, I think this movie just has a certain magic to it. That um, it is Indiana Jones, but for a very young audience. Um, And they do a very good job with creating the adventure dynamic with tension and uh, actually putting these kids in peril. Yeah. And um, just the. 
Uh, I'm actually surprised. Do you like the setting of the film? I do. Okay. Yeah, I really like the set. I like I like a lot about it. I, I, it's not a bad movie. I'd no. give it like a five or a six for me, but I, I just don't. Some this is some people's actual like favorite movie. Yep. And all all power to it. I'm glad people like mm-hmm. it that much. Uh, but I'm just not there with it. I think it's entertaining. I'd put it on in the background, but I, I it wouldn't be a movie that I would choose to watch. See, and, and I think it has thoroughly enjoyable characters in it. Uh, from you know from Sean Astin. Uh, you know, playing Mikey, you know, and you got Chunk, uh, Data. I mean, there's just so many characters that stand out in this film. Um, and it also has a really good soundtrack. Um, I still like Cindy Lauper to this day. Mm. Uh, and it is due to this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of weird. People will sit in the truck and I'll go from, you know, be death metal to you know the next song is a Cindy Lauper song. People look at me funny. You ever watched the music video for that? It's yep. on the end of the tail end of the the extra, I guess, on mm-hmm. the film. Yep, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it is bone stupid, but either way, you know the the Fratellis are just thoroughly stupid and entertaining. They are the dumb crooks that you know. They're, they're kind of the, the hook for the film, but they're just in the background throughout most of it. It's more of that exploration, trying to find one-eyed Willie's treasure. And I think, mm. especially during the 80s, um, and, and even the 90s, growing up in the 90s, was one thing that's lacking nowadays is kids were just allowed to go outside yeah. and you come back when it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's part of the reason this doesn't appeal to me as much. It's a different it, world. Because yeah. even even when I grew up, it was it was starting to veer into that like you're not gonna go everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, For me, it was like you can go to your front yard. You know, we had a neighbor that I went to a lot. And just that community, but it was almost like a cul-de-sac, almost like an Ed Ed and Eddie sort of scenario yeah. where it was there was like a group of like Twin Peaks type people of just strange people that we lived by. And then, you know, I mean, they were all cool, you know, and you liked them all, but there past was that, some, that was my own little world. There yeah. was some interesting characters in that neighborhood. Well, yeah, there was, there was a dude who, who grew tadpoles and stuff in his Yeah, Mr. Whited. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a good too. guy. I'm not dissing him. It's just strange, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, but, I get where David's coming from. We're around the same age. That's how I was, too, is you hung out, in, I lived in a cul-de-sac as a child, and it was you hung out in the center of the cul-de-sac, you didn't leave the center of that cul-de-sac if you did you had to go home i think that is a generational thing maybe i I still probably goes on to a certain extent but we literally were not allowed in the house except for lunch and get out yes and then you know you stayed out so you had about a four block radius uh, on living on bases which was a lot more secure than you know most places but you know you you could be anywhere in that set riding your bike all over the place um and uh you just had to check in a couple times a day. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think there's that generational gap. There. And I understand why parents don't let their kids just wander anymore. Unfortunately, there's just a lot more stuff we have to watch out for now. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I, remember, I, I used to run off. And David mentioned the neighbor. I was good friends with his friend's brother. And me mm-hmm. and him, we would just run off and disappear for the day and find you know, ponds we didn't know existed and then get kicked out of those for fishing them and get in trouble and, yeah, you know, yeah. say they're going to call the cops, which they never would. They just didn't want us in there, you know, or finding a hornet's nest and, you know, accidentally <coughs> almost getting killed by Burning that. Burning your eyebrows off. 
Yes, yeah. burning my eyebrows off. Yes, um, <laughs> you know, and, and unfortunately nowadays those kids style adventures because you know me and me and Dusty, the old neighbor, we would go on adventures. Just you know, we had a, a state patrolman slash sheriff. Uh, he was the sheriff of the county that lived, you know, three or four houses down. And we'd just go explore the woods behind his house. And uh, and he didn't care as long as we didn't break anything. We'd see him and, you know, and wave and cut through his yard on, you know. And uh, th- that is missing. And I think there's that generational gap to where kids back then, it was almost plausible that an yeah. adventure like this could happen. So every kid, that was their dream. Um you know, now was it gonna happen? Probably not. There was a point zero zero one percent chance. Um, but kids nowadays, uh, I, I don't think they can relate as much. And e- even you yeah. know, up to David you're, and Motley's right. generation, I don't think mm-hmm. they can relate yeah. as no. much. Uh, um, I think that's I think that's very much true with this film. I don't think I'd ever seen this film before. I, I've had a copy of it for years, but I just Jody, what do I, you? I think? never watched it so. Yeah, what are well, your thoughts about this one, Jody? Kind of the same as everybody's all put together. Because I will put on E.T. before I would put on this. I would put on, you know, a lot of the other Amblin movies before I would go to this one. I, I do love it. It is a piece of my childhood. Um, and... The brother dynamic wasn't as much, as I guess, as I remembered. Um, so, but... Um, hey, he does get I, I to get, make out with his brother's girlfriend. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, just it's great, like because like Corey Feldman, like if you would ask me when I was in like fifth grade who my favorite actor was, I would definitely have said Corey Feldman. Um, so it's great seeing all those guys. But the the thing that I really stood out to me this time, and maybe I'm just getting old, is like it kind of got on my nerves a little bit that they all like talk at the same time. It was constant. All of them are talking over each other at the same time. It was kind of driving me a little bit crazy. And it just probably just means I'm getting old and grouchy, But and I need to go out and find a treasure map and get my inner child back. But, yeah, I was like, gosh, these, like, like I love all these guys individually, but, like, all together, it's like, ah, so much stimulus. So That's fair. I, I, I can. It's an interesting note. I, I guess I didn't notice it, but. But no, I, I hear you for sure. It is chaotic. I, I can yeah. I can see that. I think that's part of it. I will notice that Mike brings up one thing about the film that, that I noticed right away. I called it a kid's adventure film. Or, or, or what I called it was an adventure film with kids. It is not a kid's film, in my opinion. I mean, really? This, it, one, this one seems more like a kid's movie. There is, there is so a, much sexual innuendo well, yeah. in this film. That's well, just it the opens up. Kids. Uh, I Maybe, but boy, it I don't... It opens I, up with like a statue, like yeah. the dude's penis coming off the statue and they're trying to get it back well, on there. One-eyed funny. Jack. There's yeah. all kinds of... You know, like, oh my lands, I never paid much attention to this film. Yeah. And as I watched it, <coughs> excuse me, I realized that I had never seen this before. Yeah. And uh, I've seen pieces of it, I guess. But either way, you know, it's, that is one of the things about it. Although I rated the film an eight, I actually loved its sets. It was a good time. I just yep. don't know that I'm ready to say this is a it's a children's film. It's certainly not ET. Um, that is real kid friendly. I actually enjoy this more than ET. I unpopularly I, I put it on the same level. I, I don't. I think both of them are slightly overrated uh, mm. for the time. 
I give the Goonies a nine. Okay. No, that's fair. I, I'm glad. I, in fact, I knew you liked it so much. I'm watching the poor case. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I know he really likes this movie. And he tried, this was one of the movies, usually they stuck. This was one that you tried to show me as a kid. And I was like, I guess I'm just not having this yep. one. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, it, it's weird. You know, some movies appeal to, to people differently. And I think especially these kids' movies, it's, it's a lot on relating. You know, and it yeah. depends on the story, how you relate to it. Well, it's like Onward like, for me. It, it didn't hit me, uh, you know, probably where it does most of the most of the people. This film, though, yeah, because as a generation of kids, yeah, we did. Well, clearly, I never went on a pirate ship, but we went on all kinds of treasure hunts, and you know what I mean. Where we would, well, oftentimes in dumpsters, just looking for what was being thrown away. You know, I yeah, mean, we'd go searching through Mister Whitehead's backyard for stuff to build a fort in yeah. the neighbor's hayfield. Yeah, it's just stuff like that that was really, uh, you know, kept you occupied for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, this this film brings that out better than most any I think I've ever seen. So fair. Anyway, Jody, what did you rate it? Are you giving this a your stamp of ten? Uh, nope. That one gets a seven out of ten. Okay, so I gave it. I gave it eight. So I mean, it's yeah. I I really liked it, but it's not one of my favorites. So I I think I'm at the five, six, probably six range. I think it's well above average. I I could see see the appeal. I think this is one of those that I I just think you got to be of a certain kind of group, you know, to relate to this. I I don't I don't relate as much to this one as I do some of the other movies of its time. How long has it been since you've seen it? Uh, probably two, three years. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, you're all right. I mean, to, to me, like I said, this one really kind of, I to me, I think was funnier as an adult than it would have been as a kid, if that makes sense. Well, it's kind of like Onward. It has stuff for both kids and yeah. adults. It has that adult humor to it that kids that's just the best aren't kids get. Movie, yeah, in that way, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely there. So, yeah. Okay. No, that's a great topic. And Jody... Uh, it's good that you had a birthday, not only just to celebrate with you, but because you chose such a good topic. And uh, we we do appreciate that. Yeah, I was excited for this Thanks. episode. Yeah, uh, we're. Uh, I guess our should we reveal our our lineup so that way we're forced into it and uh, have expectations to do it. <laughs> I don't know if we've decided uh, yet. Next uh, next week we're doing a uh, that's our Christmas episode. Uh, we're not going to do our typical Christmas episode of the way we do it. That'll be coming back next year. It's just, it's been a hard time for everybody to kind of get together. And I don't know if we all have the time right now to be able to get those movies in, uh, to, much less to watch a movie we hate on purpose um, right now. But uh, we will do an interesting topic for Christmas and we'll get that narrowed down. But we'll do kind of a gift giving part of that, the show, uh, as per normal. And uh, unfortunately, Jody will have his gift a little bit late uh, to the party. But uh, I think he will join us again next week. Is that correct, Jody? absolutely so uh we're gonna have a good time and, and if you've noticed there's a there might be a slight echo it's just kind of the way it, the way it is in pandemic times we're all doing remote and all that good stuff uh but but uh it, it's definitely worth it to have them all <coughs> i think we got a good setup for it so uh, is there anything else anyone else wants to add uh, in before we close out the show today no i'm just good to be there all right so uh we appreciate y'all listening and have a good one And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, 
hopefully they love our podcast too so we would love to hear uh you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends and uh tell them about our community if they have any questions about movies we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh maybe they should watch uh but either way until next time we hope to see y'all again